welcome to the moon. I'm your host, Renalee Sylvain. This is episode one. I'm pretty excited. I'm also a bit intimidated because the topics I'll be covering involve Bitcoin, blockchain, finance and investing, which are absolutely very challenging and vast topics, (laughs) like multiple layers of of uh, specialized knowledge integrated into one it's it, you know i i'll try to explain it all as, as simply as possible uh i'll uh you know i'm not sure how you know the direction that this channel will take uh, i have the you know my bread and butter will be these subjects um and i'll try to stick on them as much as possible but uh these topics tend to kind of trail off into other aspects of life because obviously Money has to do with all aspects of life, and it involves everyone. So, uh, this it tends to be become a contentious topic. Um, but with that said, I want to start out by saying a little bit about my history in Bitcoin and my education. So, I first read about Bitcoin in March 2013. Um, Bitcoin was trading at sixty dollars. I read a Globe and Mail article, and uh, in that Globe and Mail article, uh, you know, I had no idea what it was, never heard of it, and and they, you know, the article says it was a scam and and all this stuff, but I, I didn't really pay attention to too much what the article said. I just the word Bitcoin, you know, was just such a unique word that I'm just like I I got to look this up on Wikipedia. So I, I looked. I, I read the Wikipedia page of Bitcoin, and because of my educational background, there was no turning back. And and this, you know, this is a common theme among Bitcoiners. Like as soon as they reach an aha moment, they uh, they dive right in, and there's no turning back. Oh, by the way, I'm going to try to keep this episode below 20 minutes. Uh, it's been two minutes and 30 seconds. I'm timing myself, so below 20 minutes. So the the no turning back point for me pretty much happened right away. Read the Wikipedia article uh, because I studied computer science and finance and accounting in university. I, I graduated with a bachelor of management specialization in finance and accounting, and uh, but I but I started in computer science, so I have experiencing or like knowledge set in computer science, and then. After my degree, I also took a year-long course in power engineering fourth class. And anybody who knows what that is knows it's not really engineering. You're not making things, but you are operating the things that engineers make. You're you're an operator. Um, but it's a really good base knowledge, uh, power engineering is. Um, but yeah, with, with those things, uh, computer science, finance and accounting, and power engineering, um, when I read about Bitcoin, I, I was very fortunate because I had uh, the specific background to to really just kind of almost get it right away. Like just just be like, okay, well, this is significant. I should pay attention. Um, this is probably going to affect my life and everybody else's life. Uh, not only is it a good investment opportunity, but it's uh it's a it's a tool that you're going to have to use in day-to-day life eventually so after after that i studied probably for a solid 6 months all the stuff that i didn't understand about bitcoin um like cryptography that was something i had to cover and that i didn't know um so after about 6 months i decided to i, I thought the world was kind of like 
completely change. Like I, I thought there was going to be so much change so quickly because everyone would realize this amazing technology, but it turns out, you know, the world is, you know, there's regulation, there's government, uh, people need to, uh, you know, uh, get along on this planet. And, uh, you know, I, I thought war was going to break out because, you know, money changing has money changing its its function or, or the way money functions is, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of wars that were fought over financial resources or, or resources in general. And uh, I actually, I moved to Vancouver because I was like, oh, what's the safest place in Canada? I figured Vancouver is probably the most chill and safest place. So anyway, I've been in Vancouver for the last seven years and I've been a part of the Vancouver community or there's Vancouver uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency community for that long but since 2017 i've kind of just gone on my own um obviously 2017 was a very life-changing event for me when the 2017 bitcoin bubble happened obviously it changed uh my um it changed obviously changed my life i guess you know i work for myself and uh i'm gonna start this podcast and and see where it leads and i guess in a way i feel like i have benefited so greatly from bitcoin that i think there's a lot of people that are asking me questions now family and friends and they want to know more so i'm going to use this podcast or this medium of communication to uh help them and help anybody else that wants to listen and potentially maybe even make a little bit of a living from it. That would be really cool. If that doesn't happen, that's fine. I'm able to take this risk and put in this effort to uh, do these shows. But yeah, that's that's a little bit about my history. That's my education. That's my time in Bitcoin. Obviously, I've been paying attention to the industry for that long. It moves really fast. There's a lot, there's a lot happening, but it, it's all very exciting. And I think, I think lots of people want to know about it. So I'm, I'm going to I'm going to do my best at communicating what I can. Um, the rest, yeah, uh, the bulk of, well, maybe not the bulk, but the bulk of this uh, episode, I'm actually just going to explain an article that I read early on. Like In future episodes, I'll explain the intricacies of Bitcoin and how it all works, but I just feel like that's too heavy to start a first episode on. So I'm just going to project to you guys using an analogy how big bitcoin and the change that's coming will have on the world or the the how big the change will be on the world um obviously you can tell i'm a little bit nervous doing this podcast but uh uh i'm gonna give it a shot anyway so you know i i read an article by tur demeester uh, i forget when very very soon after i learned about bitcoin tur demeester is an early bitcoiner and he wrote an article about equating the change or the potential opportunity that Bitcoin presents to the discovery of oil. And there's a lot of really interesting analogies or a lot of really interesting aspects about that analogy that definitely ring true to me today because I've already seen, you know, seven or eight years of what's happened since I read that article. And uh, so, you know, I read that article, uh, yeah, like seven, eight years ago. And basically, 
when when oil was discovered, uh, the primary source of oil at that time was whale oil. You know, the the people working in the whaling industry, they would go out on boats and they would risk their lives and they would be away from home for long periods of time. And it was just super dangerous. And there's uh, injuries and accidents and deaths and uh, people would make lots of money and they would, you know, capture whales and, you know, extract whatever oil out of that resource they possibly could and use that for uh, heat lamps and, and uh, or machine oil and, and whatever else they use them for. I, I don't know all the, uh, all the use cases of that type of oil, but you know, when, when, when they discovered oil, some people from that industry took the risk to start extracting fossil fuel oil. And they saw fossil fuel oil as a potential way to not only replace what uh, the commodity that uh, that whale oil produced, but uh, but also all the extra things you could do with fossil fuel oil. Obviously, they discovered that later on, but um, you know, aviation fuel or plastics or, or or just regular gasoline. The you know the investors, entrepreneurs. Uh, technologists, scientists, um, and and even uh, laborers who took the risk uh, to move to the fossil fuel oil industry made vast like I, I, I guess I can't understate under let me just look at my time here. Um, I guess they you, you can't understate. Obviously, we know that now how much how much of a fortune the early uh you know the rockefellers or the t-boone pickens or well no t-boone pickens was i think he might have been a corporate raider but i think he maybe had uh oil oil assets as well but uh you know vast wealth were um were were born from that transition and there was so much parallel between those two industries the whale oil industry and the fossil fuel industry um that it just the analogy really fits well for the old financial system and the new financial system, which is Bitcoin and Ethereum and blockchain. Um, you know, the people in the old financial system, they uh, they're really good with spreadsheets and they're uh, you know uh, data orientated and, and analytical, and uh, they definitely like the comfort of their office that they don't want to leave and. Um, you know, they, they, some of them are really good at uh, computer programming and uh, and uh, and and kind of tech. You know, not not deep tech savvy, but um, you know, decently technologically capable uh, people. And Bitcoin and blockchain, it's very much the same skill set. So the people taking the risk now, like with me, it's interesting because I never actually worked in the financial system. I just studied it and I just straight up kind of skipped it and went straight to the Bitcoin and uh, blockchain, uh, you know, ecosystem and based my life around it. And I will continue to base my life around it probably for the rest of my life. Well, most likely for the rest of my life. And, you know, me along with, everyone else who's early adopters it's yeah there's there's a there's a huge amount of benefit um and that benefit is going to continue on till the entire industry not only takes over all of you know basically every function of the old financial system but just like how the fossil fuel industry had new use cases for the oil that they produced there will be new use cases 
for the finance for financial contracts and financial innovation that that Bitcoin and blockchain bring that the old financial system couldn't do, especially on a global scale, because the old financial system, you know, it was kind of siloed in in various regions in various countries. Um, there there was some global interaction for sure, but uh, you know, Bitcoin and blockchain is natively global. So the simple math that you need to do to decide like how big of an opportunity this is, is, is as follows. Uh, depending on who you talk to, but approximately there's like $70 trillion worth of currency out there valued in US dollars, but 70 trillion of everything, Chinese currency, uh, the euro, uh, Canadian dollar, US dollar, uh, Brazilian real, all of it. Um, it's about $70 trillion. And then gold is about eight, $8 trillion. And if you, um, uh, the, I think this number is going to be a little bit off because my estimates have changed what, what I'm quoting as far as $70 trillion and uh, what, whatever gold is $8 trillion. Um, if you take, there's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin. And if you divide up $78 trillion by uh, by 21 million, um, you, you get about 3.7 million. So if all of the money from the old financial system moved into, if, if all that money went to buy Bitcoin, the price per Bitcoin would move to yeah something like $3.7 million, which is absolutely ridiculous to to even imagine but it's just like the again just like the early days of oil the the volatility you know we're in price discovery mode of bitcoin and the volatility of oil in the early days was insane if you look at the price chart of oil uh back in the early days it was it was absolutely crazy. It would go up uh, a thousand or a thousand percent, and then crash down, and and then it would uh, you know settle down for a little while, and then it would go up another thousand percent or or whatever it was. Uh, you know, I looked at it a long time ago, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but you know, you can look at it and maybe uh, notify me on Twitter or something, which I'll give you my Twitter name at the end of this. But yeah, I can't, I can't really project enough how big the opportunity is, um, except that simple math. It's like, if all the money in the world bought Bitcoin, Bitcoin would go to $3.7 million per coin. Now, obviously, not all of that wealth. I mean, that's another thing is more wealth than just currency and gold could move into Bitcoin because uh, real estate is used as a store of value and also stocks is used as, as a store of value. So some of that value from those industries might move into Bitcoin as well. Um, but at some point in the future, Bitcoin will reach some maturity phase and uh, it'll balance out and kind of find a uh, find its place in the world and, and whatever price that that results to. Um, now I'm going to take a little bit of a break and drink some water. Okay, we got two minutes. Um, the the uh, the amount the amount of value that's going to go into the industry may not all accrue to Bitcoin. It might. It, it will probably actually, you know, accrue to a lot of the other 
blockchain-based assets. And that's where a lot of the uncertainty is. Nobody knows exactly how much is going to accrue to Bitcoin and how much is going to accrue to, say, Ethereum or some of the other um, altcoins or, or uh, you know, so, some of them shouldn't even be called altcoins. But, um, like, they're definitely alt compared to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the base layer, but they're, you know, maybe like Filecoin isn't, I'm not sure if it's even really a traditional blockchain. It might it might be a distributed system, but architected differently than than a blockchain. Anyway, I'll get into those details in the future. But yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of opportunity. Hopefully with this show, I'll be able to uh, educate the audience and also learn myself because there's a lot to learn. Let's see the rest. I'm probably going to edit out the next 10 seconds. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, I, with these episodes, I want to enable the audience to ask me questions because I, again, it's like it's hard to choose what to talk about, especially when I'm solo recording here, um, and I don't have somebody to have a conversation with. So I, I want to enable questions for now. I I don't I don't know how I'm going to enable that through the different like you know Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I don't think those have questions enabled. But if you want to reach out to me on Twitter at uh, at Rene Lee Sylvain, uh, no dash in there like my actual name, but uh, you'll be able to find me. Um, and you can direct message me and ask me questions on there. But uh, in the future, maybe I'll be able to post these on YouTube and you can post questions on there and you can just ask me, you know, if you have specifics, maybe you have another crypto asset that you're really curious about, like Chainlink, and you want to know more about that. Or you want to know, say, one curious question that I always asked about Bitcoin was, uh, uh, how do you verify uh, the, uh, the money supply of Bitcoin? How do you know there's only 21 million Bitcoin? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I eventually looked at the code that's on github.com slash Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, in one of the files, there's the section that states how the money supply is, uh, is coded um, and, and stated in the code. Uh, and, and, and that gives you a sense of confidence in, in, in the claim that that bitcoin is limited in amount now there's all sorts of details about the network architecture that um determine its security uh you know how secure is the network and and will it ever be hacked and and all those things um so we'll we'll talk about those in the future but it's been 22 minutes now so i gotta end this and hopefully i don't have to re-record it uh this is so a bit uncomfortable i didn't predict this but <laughs> but it's my first episode so nobody will probably well, not many people will listen um i'm sure but uh yeah bitcoin and the blockchain is as big of a change without a doubt as going as the discovery of oil and and the obviously the internet as well uh, was was a massive change. Internet just happened so much quicker than you know the adoption of oil. You know, but both both events in history were uh, absolutely um, significant. Now, what's interesting? I guess I'll leave on this note. What's interesting about Bitcoin and blockchain is not only do we live in the age of the internet where information moves so fast and change happens so fast. But since Bitcoin has to do with money, 
there's a really huge financial incentive for people to adopt, take the risk and adopt and learn about it because it's like the internet and money having a baby and, or well, sorry. Yeah. The internet and money having a baby. That's what Bitcoin is. Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, and it's, it's, I guess it's going to be a wild ride. So, um, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to end off on that note and I hope you enjoyed this and I hope to talk to you soon. All right. Peace. Yeah.